Welcome back, everyone, to the Eats Beat Podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. I'm Robert Philpot. And Steve Wilson. You know, it's been a week. We, we talked in the last podcast about uh, Bravo closing, and we said, you know, be ready. Some other restaurants may close. We didn't know there were going to be so many more closings so fast, but we also have been uh, have had this, you know, glut of openings all of a sudden. It's like a, a, there are not enough days to get to all the new barbecue and burger restaurants. So um, burger, well, one of them's not new. It's it's sort of a it's returning. It's a return. They're both returning. Chubby, yeah, that's this is true. The barbecue, Chubby's. all the bar, all these restaurants are are, are back from from darkness. They're right. back mm-hmm. from they're back to the light. Chubby's um, Burger Shack. Chubby's Burger Shack. On uh, Camp Boy West at Cherry Lane. Oh, did that finally reopen? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, that's what Steve's been asking. Yeah. So, uh, Steve, are you a big Chubby's guy? Uh, no, but I see it across from Billy's, and I'm going like, is that ever opening again? Yeah. See, there you go. He's talking about Billy's, uh, oh, Billy's Oak Acres Barbecues. That's been open for a yeah, while. It's been open. <laughs> Chubby's Burger Shack had what was described as a small kitchen fire mm-hmm. October a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they said they'd be open in a few weeks. With well, a few weeks turned into about 52. It took a year to redo the kitchen, to redo the interior, to repair the smoke damage. And there'd been a lot of smoke inside Chubby's before there was ever a fire because it was once a, a, a smoky bar next to a smoky bar. So uh, Chubby's now has a complete revamp. And the home of the three-pound burger is open again in Western Hill. Yeah, I know Billy had to add burgers to his barbecue menu just because Chubby's wasn't open. Right. The the, the, the burger demand was uh-huh. so intense because on the west side of Fort Worth, uh, this is a very burger-intensive community. They had Pops, mm-hmm. which was one of the best. And then they're the ones who made Salsa Fuego into Fuego Burger because they love the burgers so much. The Western Hills burger appetite is intense. And so the loss of Chubby's you know, left a, a deep, deep uh, heartbreak on the west side. And Billy's had to add burgers. Um, you know, people were, were resorted to stuffing themselves at the Parton's Pizza Buffet because there weren't enough burger places to go to. Now Chubby's is back, and the three-pound cheeseburger is back in place. So we should all go and split a cheeseburger. <laughs> I think uh, two uh, ways. That'd be a pound a piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. If, if we did that, be so. like that uh, Japanese sandwich we had. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except the burger, the, that sandwich was one hundred twenty dollars, and it was not three pounds. <laughs> so Chubby's Burger Palace is back open, and uh, only one of the like I said, Parton's out there by the mm-hmm. way is opening their dining room. So that'll double the size of Parton. So that's like the Western Hills Burger news, but the barbecue, um, the the. Uh, resuscitation, the, the, the rising like the phoenix, uh, these dark barbecue places. Uh, the biggest news is you know, one of the best barbecue places in the area, barbecue on the Brazos, much loved and much talked about, is open again. It's, uh, and it's almost exactly where it was. It's just a little harder to find. Okay, if you ever went to barbecue on the Brazos in Crescent, you all know how you'd drive to Crescent, you'd start looking for barbecue, then you'd go through Crescent, You'd think that you'd missed it, and then there's the Texaco station. I, th- I think sometimes, if you not not that I really want to, you know, put down Crescent, but sometimes looking for Crescent is you hard miss to Crescent. Have. Right. Okay. Then you get to the Texaco station, and that was barbecue on the rice. Okay. Now, when you get to the Texaco station, that's not it. But you turn basically up the driveway of the Texaco station toward what's called the Motorsport Ranch, which I do not know anything about the Motorsports Ranch, but apparently it's a big deal. 
if you have a lot of money and like to go out and drive your Lamborghini or whatever. It's a big place to go. So you drive up the hill, up the road to the Motorsports Ranch, and there in what's described as the former pro shop from the Wakeboard Park. These are all Crescent Mysteries I don't right. understand. There, there was a Wakeboard Park? There was a Wakeboard Park, <laughs> okay. and it had a pro shop. shop. Okay. So the former pro shop of the Wakeboard Park at the Motorsports Ranch in Crescent, Texas, is now the new home of Barbecue on the Brass. I feel like we need the audio equivalent of a map link underneath everything that Bud just said. Yeah, we need so, like some some beeps like a uh, Q-Cat or something. Pause that, and rewind. Ooh, yeah. I, Q-cat. I remember eating at Barbecue Nebraska's and seeing that racetrack above it. You know, so it was pretty close. You could actually see it from Barbecue Nebraska's. And uh, there'd be motorcycles sometimes running on it and sometimes cars. So, you know, but if you were standing there at Barbecue on the Brazos and you looked up the hill, mostly there was nothing up there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where Barbecue on the Brazos <laughs> is. And now there's a shed they park the trailer outside, so they do barbecue out of their trailer, mm-hmm. and then you eat in the shed. And, and John Sanford has redone it with paneling and, you know, Texas Tech signs and, and a lot of usual your usual Texas barbecue uh, decor. And it, uh, so it's basically a, a trailer park dining room for barbecue on the Brazos, but it's in the, almost the same location. If you're following your Google map, uh, performance drive isn't marked, so you have to turn at the driveway to Motorsports Ranch, mm-hmm. which your Google will tell you a little too late to turn, <laughs> you need to be sure and make that turn to the Motorsports Ranch, and it's a half mile up the hill, and there you'll find barbecue on the brasses. What did you like to eat when you went there? Well, I, I like the sausage and the barbecue. I mean, yeah. you know, the, uh, the brisket. Yeah, John's got a great touch, and, and uh, he's been he lost his lease at the Texaco Place for whatever reason, you know, there are a lot of stories, but, you know, he, uh, you know, he's been out fishing for about three months mm-hmm. and now he's ready to come back. This is the prime time for these barbecue places because everybody's taken their uh, Thanksgiving smoking orders. So now you can order your, your uh, Thanksgiving turkeys and hams. Well, he's also known that for having some interesting sides. And- right. And they're kind of splitting that up where they're not going to do them every day. Right, or? he can't have everything every day. Uh-huh. The, the corn salad and the, the and the, the special uh, the slaw and potatoes. He'll have about two sides every day. He'll always have that banana pudding. Mm-hmm. But he, there's not even enough capacity there in the truck to have all the sides all the time. So, so it'll be. So you go to the truck, get your barbecue, then go into the shack. You go to the truck, and the truck, uh, the, the order window of the truck is under an awning, so mm-hmm. you're not like standing out in the rain or anything mm-hmm. so you go up the truck and and get your dinner and then you go into the trailer which is redone as a dining room and sit down and eat if you went to 407 barbecue up near argyle on i-35 very much the same situation where you had a, a trailer parked in front of a truck mm-hmm. and the, the food operations really done in the truck but then you sit down in the trailer and, and he's eat. kind of reversing things he's in the process of getting a bigger space he's getting um um He's getting a bigger place at the gun range. He's moving into the gun range, and uh, hopefully on the right side of the gun range. But he, you know, he he he's moving into the gun range, and so 407 is moving into a big place. Barbecue on the Brazos is in a truck. I think that they're still talking about other options for barbecue on the Brazos, maybe opening in another spot. But for right now, he he said he'd be back and wouldn't be far away, and he's definitely not far away. Now, we mentioned uh, two places coming back, but there's actually three with uh, Sammy's coming back. Well, right. Two barbecue places coming back and then Chubby's Burgers. But Sammy's, the um, kind of the old guard of all the old guard barbecue in town, Sammy's is so old, it opened like 20 years before Angelo's. That's old. You know, Sammy's uh, is in Dan Jenkins' books that, that in, the, in the 50s, 
people argued in the in the 60s people argued about where the best barbecue was in town sammy's or angelo's but in the books that are set in the 50s they have like tcu uh, football dinners at sammy's where everybody uh, has a, a big plate of ribs and a bunch of cold goblets of beer sammy's used to be this drive-in with car hops on uh, belknap across from sylvania park on uh, near belknap and beach uh, about 20 years ago, they tore down the drive-in and built kind of this big, elaborate party place and beer hall and beer garden and lingered on for 20 years. And I think the Platt family, the Pratt family that owned it, just kind of got a little tired and kind of played out. So Sammy's kind of just hung on and hung on and hung on. They closed it and sold it. The smoke pit was looking for a new location. So what you have now basically is the smoke pit barbecue and some of the smoke pit staff in a redone, redecorated Sammy's. And I've asked this question before, but since you've actually been inside now, do they still have the smoke pit waitresses? The smoke pit waitresses, well, first of all, the new Sammy's is much more brightly lit than the smoke pit. That's been a source of consternation for the customers. They want it to be old and dim and and look like a, a beer dive. The servers at the smoke pit really, about five or ten years ago, some of the servers had some other jobs at night that may have involved some adult cabarets in town. But so at noon, they served barbecue at the smoke pit. I don't think those days are still here. Uh, the the uh, Sammy's servers are um, much more, much better dressed than the Hooters servers or any other kind of, uh, of non, uh, non-family restaurant. I mean, uh, Sammy's barbecue to me looks like a family barbecue restaurant. So, uh, but it has the same brisket as the smoke pit, the same double cut pork chop on Fridays, and the same chicken special on Tuesdays. And they have a, an interesting guy. They have a pit master, and he only he was in his first day Monday, and he really hasn't had any influence yet. But they have a pit master named Brendan Lamb from La Barbecue in Austin. He was looking for a Fort Worth spot to land, and he's landed at Sammy's, kind of running the pit, helping them get started. He'll probably make a, a, some changes in the rubs and in you know, some of the way they, they treat some of, the, uh, some, of the, some of the smoking and then in some of the sides. So maybe a Central Texas uh, barbecue maybe later? I think so. the, the Sammy's barbecue already has a little more rub and a little more ring than the barbecue at the smoke pit did. Mm-hmm. And I think that he'll probably bring in some different meats, some different specials. Uh, they're talking about a Saturday special, maybe uh, – Maybe take one of the uh, little uh, panaderias around there and get some some handmade tortillas from one of the panaderias and do a brisket taco special oh, or something good. like that. So, um, you know, they're going to add some things and add some sides. So, But for right now, please, this is not the full-scale Sammy's. This is a really basic version with a brisket and sausage and coleslaw and beans, and that's about it. So let them develop the menu. The uh, Those big onion rings that are like donuts are not back yet. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to work on the onion rings. The, col- the uh, sour slaw, the southern-style sour slaw, is back, but it still needs a little refinement on the recipe. Sammy's is open and just kind of gearing up, but give them a little time. So uh, we've covered um, two of the main food groups, um, barbecue yes. and burgers. So yes. let's go to another Fried. one. Tacos. Oh, oh, well, <laughs> I was going to mention fried. I, th- I thought the, the three major food groups were okay. You know, well, there's four burgers and fries. There's four, uh-huh. or if you would like me and add and pizza, there's five. What a minute, but what about Tex Mex? Isn't that a food group? I, I, that's a large food group. It's, it's like <laughs> a, it's sort of like a, uh, 
I don't know, is there, there was like the species and there's the genus, I think. It's the species. Well, I was going to talk about the new babes, but there's a new babes. Everybody's been to babes. There's a new babes. It's the first one inside the loop in North Richland Hills, and it's uh, Loop 820 and Roof Snow. And, yes, they have the fried catfish and the smoked chicken and everything that's like the full babes menu. And uh, what can I say? It's another babes. They have... Uh, fried chicken and biscuits and the hokey pokey. Okay, now let's but, go but to people tacos. were really waiting for that babe. So it, that that babe's is worth talking about. People were really waiting. People were, were waiting for me to find out well, what I thought about it. It's like I got twenty messages. Just I said I went to babe's and people. Oh my gosh, what was it like? What'd you think? It was like as if I'd ridden the the ride at Six Flags or something. Did you um? Were there, were there the lines the like you get the Roanoke babes? Always, always, always has a line outside. I was at a preview lunch and I was able to walk in, uh, and it wasn't crowded, but uh, it is now, so it's officially open, and the lines are there. But uh, yeah, they, the service seemed to be running really smoothly. The one thing that was funny about this babes, it's the first babes I've been to, and they've been around 15 years in in, in Fort Worth, Roanoke, Burleson, Arlington. It's a, a family style, um, you know, served you know, big bowls and platters at the table. First babes I've walked into where the server comes over and says, all right, well, uh, let me tell you about our protein choices. <laughs> and so the idea of protein choices yeah. at babes just didn't quite ring. There are chicken there, fried Jake or chicken. There's like two protein choices, right? Yeah. Right. No, there, there's chicken uh-huh. and catfish uh-huh. and ah. chicken fried steak. Okay. And... Uh, I'm sure there's I'm the, sure the, there's another one I've left uh-huh. out. Okay, so. but uh, you know, let's get back to what's really important. You were going to bring up tacos and the um, whole new generation of West Seventh dining. So uh, tell us about OMG. Well, uh, within the past 24 hours, Bud and I have both been to uh, OMG. He About was there 12 hours apart. Yeah, he was there at 1.30 in the morning. I was there at 12.30 in the afternoon. I thought I'd walked into a hip-hop club on West 7th. And so did I, strangely enough, at 12.30 in the afternoon. I could feel this at 1.30 in the morning um, where Bud was witnessing people dancing to the unedited hip-hop music. Um, um, they were still playing unedited hip-hop music at 12.30 with a much more sedate crowd who looked a little like, not sure I want to be hearing all these uh, 12-letter words. At 1.30 in the morning, everybody was jumping around dancing as they served the tacos. And um, and I, I came in a suit coming from election coverage. So I, I, it was, this was on Tuesday night at 1.30 in the morning. So I come in and uh, the guy says, so uh, what have you been doing? I said, oh, man, election night. And, uh, and then I asked him, did you vote? And he kind of looked at me and said, no. And then he said, who was running? <laughs> so, uh, uh, that seemed to be the, the whole uh, uh, giant, uh, the wave of whatever color wave it was seemed to completely wash over OMG tacos. Well, sir, and uh, I actually overheard a couple of people um, who obviously had voted and knew what they were talking about. But one of them said she um, she'd never heard of Beto O'Rourke. She just voted straight ticket. And I'm like, you're the, it's the top of the ticket is where you're supposed to have heard of the people. It's the bottom of the ticket where you get a little more confused and a little, a little more vague. But let's talk about the food. Yeah, because people may not know their po- political candidates, right. but they do know their tacos. Right. So the food at OMG was, um, I think we both agreed, it was very good. It's like, you know, it, it's the next generation of, I mean, if, if Fuzzy's was great 15 years ago, then someplace like OMG is the great taqueria of now. So I, I had, the, they had an OMG steak taco, and um, I, the the steak was was very well cooked and, and had good flavor. I also had a lengua taco that I added queso fresco to, which I kind of wish I hadn't because I got this blizzard of queso fresco. Um, started picking it across and had the lengua, which was really 
very flavorful and tender. It was great. The OMG steak was really good, too. And um, we both had the um, OMG elotes, which was uh, the corn, the you know, the elotes uh, corn topped corn with, with cotija y crema. Or, you know, cotija, cotija. Cotija. And uh, crema. And um, topped with uh, crushed uh, flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah. And we, we had... Uh, different experiences with it. Uh, Bud said the Cheetos sort of killed the taste of the corn. For some reason, I didn't get a lot of heat out of my Cheetos, but the corn was really good. I had like a half an inch of flaming Hot Cheeto. And like I had to use my spoon and actually dig down in, like not like even like a creme brulee, but like you're digging into a sundae to get to the bottom to get to the corn. And, and we have talked, uh, we've mentioned uh, zero degrees a few times on the podcast. Yeah, because that's and, like yeah. everything's flaming hot Cheeto. And they have the degrees. mangonadas too, which uh, so does yeah. OMG tacos. I think what zero degrees doesn't have right. is the tacos. Right. Um, so there's going to be a little head-to-head um, in that um, zero degrees when it finally opens in Fort Worth is going to be in the So7 um, um, complex next to next uh, to Chewy's. Chewy's. And of course, they're just. I looked in the window for all the talk about them being about to open. I saw carpenters in there sanding and woodworking. They're not anywhere close. Yeah, I drove by just before the podcast, and it didn't it didn't look close to me either. They've been open in Arlington for months. Yeah, but you know, getting back to OMG, I mean, the thing about OMG is they pretty well simplified things. You have these choices of meats, and then it either comes as a torta, or as a quesadilla, or as a taco, or on top of nachos. And so, you know, it's really pretty basic. I, I, I think the OMG beef is good. You like the lingua, but it's 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 just the delivery method that you're choosing. Right, right. It's it's um, um. I went semi purist when I you know and, and got the tacos the first time, but I think I might, I would try the tortas. The tortas look really um good too. Yeah, uh, and, and I got the nachos because I just wanted something a little bit different. I didn't want a big a big burrito full of of creme. So the, the and I wanted to be able to kind of pick and choose. The guacamole was good too, but the best thing at OMG was the, the three salsas. And all the three salsas, they had their own OMG salsa, which I can't even describe. It was a, more like a chili or bowl. And they had a, a red salsa and a green salsa. All of them were not like anybody else's salsas. They were all distinctive. They were all really good. Um, don't miss the three salsas. I actually, uh, uh, confession, I used some of the little plastic, you know, cups and i filled up about six more of those and took the salsas <laughs> home so that's what those cups are for okay. but that's not the only thing going on in uh, west seventh crockett row well, west seventh crockett row is just um you know we have been looking um forward to the opening of uh food hall at crockett row which is fort worth's first um dining hall well we'll talk about la grande plaza i think because you mentioned that is sort of a dining pretty hall much itself. a dining yeah. hall yeah but they're establishing this at, at Fort, as Fort Worth uh, First Dining Row. We uh, had heard and got um, finally got the official announcement today that it is going to the grand opening is going to be on December seventh and eighth. But we also heard, and um, the, pardon me, because I'm going to be reading a lot of this off of release that I just got this morning. Um, we had known that John Tizar from Knife in Dallas is going to have a, a knife burger there. Uh, we'd known about a few other places coming in there. Um, few here that we found out about today, um, Butler's Cabinet, which comes from Joshua Harmon, who is a Fort Worth chef who has worked at um, Grace. He had a restaurant in Keller called Milk and Honey Company that was not open for very long. He went and opened Junction Craft uh, Kitchen in Deep Ellum, um, which was surprisingly short-lived because the restaurant was extremely well-reviewed. 
And uh, now milk, he's milk and honey company was really pretty good. Yeah, it was kind of off on a back street in that location. There'd been seven other things. Yeah. I think that location is a cafe Medi. It now. is it's, now. It's it was, finally yeah. doing well. Yeah. But it, yeah, um, the food was not the problem at that. So Josh Harmon's restaurant is going to be called Butler's Cabinet, and it is described in the release as a deli and marketplace inspired by a love of discovering treats in his mother's pantry as a child. Although um, I think of this, some of this stuff is um, my high Public school. Public relations is, uh, puffery. Yeah, I think of it as stoner food. The menu will, <laughs> will include sandwiches such as the deviled baby milk with house-made American cheese and maple miso smoked onions as well as the county ham with sour cherry, fresh cheese, homemade koji butter, and greens. Steve, you had a question about the koji butter. Steve has a big grin about all this. No, no, not really a big question. I'm just, uh, this year, your stoner pass is what I was more curious about. (laughs) It was short-lived. There was a much longer beer drinking past. Harmon will uh, source produce locally. Everybody talks about doing that these days. Make many ingredients in-house, including smoked and cured meats, cheese, and pickles. Steve is a big smoked meat fan, so I'm Mm -hmm. sure he's going to be there. Um, Handcrafted beverages. I am a uh, coffee cocktail fan, so I am very intrigued by the Fig Lebowski, a cold brew with fig espresso syrup. So I'm curious about that. And then there's the Black London, uh, Black Fog London, which is made with Earl Grey tea, vanilla syrup, and charcoal milk. Um, our friend Victor Villarreal, we've uh, known about this for a while, is going to have a, um, a restaurant called Abe Froman's of Fort Worth, a homemade pizza and sausage concept. If you remember Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Abe mm-hmm. Froman was the sausage king of Chicago. Um, signature pizza will feature a sausage meatball stuffed crust with ricotta and pear relish topped with more sausage. So there, there's your king of sausage right mm-hmm. there. Also has a Woodstock pizza, which, um, as indicates, is uh, Woodstock in, might indicate is vegetarian. Interesting toppings: the Woodstock pizza has ricotta, goat cheese, honey, caramelized onion, and blueberries. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Then let me just speed through a few more of these. Roll in a bowling, which is Fort Worth's first acai bowl-focused establishment. So for you acai bowl fans. <laughs> um, Mexican street food-inspired concept from Dallas chef Justin Box called EB2. Features an elotes bar. There's more elotes. With inventive toppings and a rotating menu of fruit con, fruit, frute con chile. Um, Dallas food truck. This is dock. all in the Crockett Row food yeah. hall, just to reset so this. You ever been to the a new Crockett Row food hall which will be on Crockett across from Kona Grill in that uh, area, Crockett University. Yeah, if you've been in the food hall, it's basically um, stalls. It's it's not exactly a food court. It's a mercado. Yeah, it's a mercado. Um, the um, What is the food hall in Plano, the Legacy Food the Hall? The Legacy Food Hall. And you it, generally there's several different food stands, but then there's one central bar where you get your drinks and I coffee. think actually uh, the Legacy Food Hall has like a central bar on each floor. It's right. like two yeah. or three floors. Um, this one will have a bar which is also coming from uh, John Teaser. John Teaser. And uh, Shawarma Bar, Mediterranean street, street food concept right across from uh, Terra. Terra, the big, all the shawarma you can eat at lunch. Aina Poke Company, uh, another poke restaurant. Poke has been kind of trendy over the past couple of years in Fort Worth. Um, a location of Gigi's, Gigi's Cupcakes, which already has locations in uh, South Lake and North Fort Worth. Those are the two I know of. Um, let's go back to uh, Knife Bar, which is the bar that will be in the um, center of the food hall. 
Wines by the bottle and on tap, select cocktails on tap, as well as rotating selection of frozen cocktails, such as a French 75, which I'm not familiar with being as a frozen cocktail, or a Moscow Mule, Mule, which you can also get frozen, apparently. So um, I think it's covering it. There's also um, press waffle, which is a waffle stand, and not just Q, which is um, barbecue that's not just Q. So going to be many, a whole bunch of stuff coming yeah, into how, this How many meal. restaurants do we think that I is? I think they said originally, and I haven't counted up what I just said here, but I think originally they said there were going to be a dozen stalls uh-huh. in this place. And you can park in the parking garage, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's the key thing. Yes, if you, you can <laughs> park in the Crockett Row parking. It is a Crockett Row um, mm-hmm. business, so you can park in the Crockett Row parking garage and make sure you take a ticket with you and get it validated. Would take, which takes up parking that the other Crockett Row restaurants need already, and there's about to be two new Crockett Row restaurants open. Uh, Pop Cow, which is a Pop Thai, Pop Pow, and um, I'm forgetting the name of the uh, the Mexican place. Uh, well, it's it's uh, it's not El Macero. It's, it's, El, El, it, it's from, from Dallas. It's the the, the, it started by the people who had who had Hacienda San Miguel a long time ago, but uh, El Bolero. El Bolero. El, yes. El Bolero. So those will be opening to go with all the restaurants that are already on Crockett. I think Road. we have we don't have solid dates on those, but as I recall, one is opening in uh, December and one is opening in January. I just can't tell you off the top of my head which one is which. I don't know about you guys. I'm already full of barbecue, burgers, and fried chicken. I don't know how much more I can eat between now and Christmas along with Thanksgiving dinner, but I guess we're just going to have to, we're going to have to spread this out. We're going to, we're going to have to really uh, buck down all three of us. We're going to have to crack down, eat more carefully so that we can get around to all these new restaurants between now and the end of the year. Um, yeah, we, we, Bud wasn't even here for the, um, the, we're doing this podcast post-election. He wasn't even here for the election night tacos. <laughs> um, but we, Which we, is kind of a sacrilege. Election night pizza is always a tradition. Yeah, yeah it's a tradition. Apparently, we're all breaking it. I heard the morning news did fried chicken and barbecue. Yeah, and that, that, it made me want to drive over to the morning news yeah, and help them I, with the election. I, I don't know because we've got lot, plenty of pizza to pick from. The pizzerias will want, the pizzerias will be offering a better deal to get their foot back in the newsroom door, I bet you. And there's mm-hmm. usually leftover pizza. There's never leftover tacos. You know, I, I, I want to mention this weekend in Fort Worth the second weekend of November is Greek Food Festival. You have lunch and dinner on Friday and Saturday (laughs) and lunch on Sunday. Uh, Garlic, Greek chicken, um, uh, pork uh, kebabs, lamb, uh, and most of all, the big attraction you get in Fort Worth, you don't get at many Greek festivals, both regular baklava and chocolate baklava. Now, chocolate baklava usually sells out by Saturday, so go early. And this is where you go buy Greek breads and desserts that you can freeze and serve at Thanksgiving or at Christmas. It's a big event every year. That's at the Greek Orthodox Church on uh, Jacksboro Highway, Highway 199 at 21st Street, uh, just uh, on the on the north side of Fort Worth, but just, just northwest of downtown, so it's not too far. So don't forget the Greek Food Festival. And gosh, y'all, until next time, there's a lot out. There's a lot of new places to eat, so uh, go try it all. And I, I'll, well, I'm going to go go. Go see uh, uh, Barbecue on the Brasses again. I haven't been there in a long time. Okay, so you're going to Crescent? All right. Okay, don't miss the turn. Yeah. <laughs> Confession, okay. I have never been there. I live on the other end of the county, and it's just not easy for me to get to Crescent. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm pretty close, so. So, okay. so Steve needs to bring leftovers. Yeah, well, if, if, Steve, if Steve gets lost and doesn't make it back, until next time, I'm Bud Kennedy. I'm Robert Philpott. And Steve Wilson.